There will be fewer home runs hit in Major League Baseball this summer. Take that to the bank. And no, I'm not just talking about the local franchise person. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. I do one of these every Monday through Friday morning, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Word emerged yesterday via several national reports that Major League Baseball and Rawlings, the manufacturer of the balls that get used in games, will be working together this season to ensure that the ball doesn't zip out of ballparks the way it had been the last three years. I see this as great news because, my goodness, has baseball gotten boring. It's hard to describe to someone who's just a casual baseball fan what could conceivably make a home run boring. In the moment, it's awesome, especially if it's your team, you know? We're all raised on the notion that there's nothing bigger in baseball than the home runs. So more of them, how could that possibly be bad? Well, the reason for that is, just as there were record figures set for home runs, 6,776 in the 2019 season, 6.6% of all plate appearances resulted in a home run. Same ratio as this past season in 2020. At the same time that was happening, we also saw records set for strikeouts, meaning by hitters. You were either putting that ball over the fence or you're going back and taking a seat. And there's nobody on base. There's nobody on base. Hitting coaches were coaching batters to have launch angle, uppercut it, swing upward, swing upward, hit the ball out, hit the ball out. Why? Because they knew there was a little bit of extra juice. They knew there was a little bit of extra pop on the baseball. They knew it would go out. Even if you didn't have a history of hitting home runs, they knew that there was a really good chance, in fact, even the math would support it, that a non-home run hitting type of player was going to hit some home runs. And it worked. They hit a ton of home runs. They also struck out a ton because they weren't taking level swings. They weren't taking something off the swing just to make contact. And it was boring. Boring, boring, boring. When you see nobody on bases, it's a different approach that you as the viewer, and this also applies to the casual viewer, takes to the game. Then if, let's say, there's runners at the corners, one out, and you're thinking of all the different things that can happen. You're thinking about a steal. You're thinking about a sacrifice. You're thinking about a hit and run. You're thinking about the defensive strategies. You're thinking about how to pitch to them. You're thinking about whether or not you should get another pitcher. Should you pinch hit for him? You're not thinking about any of these things when there's nobody aboard. 
So you're just not going to be as engaged. It's boring. All or nothing baseball is boring. All kinds of different steps were considered along the way. The elimination of the shift, that'd be kind of tough. Telling managers where they can or can't put a defensive player in the field. Where do you draw the line with that? Can you no longer bring your center fielder in between second and short, for example, when you're down to the final out of the game? And you have nothing to gain from having three outfielders? That kind of thing. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's hard to legislate that. Could you do things with the fences? I mean, that's really expensive, and it affects the fans as well. Could you do the humidor? Sure, and actually there's going to be five additional teams in the majors in addition to this program that I mentioned to you already who are going to be adding humidor. If you don't know what that is, they use it at Coors Field. It's a certain treatment of the actual baseball itself to control its humidity and keep it from just zipping out of the ballpark. That's that's where this is right now. Uh, MLB had a, a committee after the 2019 season do a study on the baseballs because they got tired of hearing and reading everybody saying that the balls were juiced, balls were juiced. And the committee did find, in fact, that the balls had less drag on them than they had in previous seasons, and that contributed significantly to that record home run total. There was no question about it. So instead of changing something, apparently, and again, this is something that MLB hasn't even announced yet, so you can only speculate at this point how this will actually happen, but apparently MLB is going to work with Rawlings in Costa Rica, at the factories, and just get the baseballs where they were in 2017, 2016, whatever. Every year, for the record, that there's ever been an adjustment with baseballs, you have seen a significant either a rise or a drop. It's never been something that's been gradual, and I don't think you're going to see it be gradual again. If you want to have some clue as to how much of a change that'll make, consider that the last time the baseballs were modified or tinkered with in any way, that was back in 2014, there was almost a 25% drop in home runs. You picture that now? It's going to change so much, not just the home run totals, But you watch these hitting coaches aren't going to be talking about launch angle nearly as much when their guys aren't hitting the ball out. We're talking about, by the way, three feet is what the estimated difference is, is all it takes to reduce the number of home runs by that much, a three-foot distance. Crazy, right? Crazy that you can even account for such a thing, but that it would have that much of an impact. You know where it won't have an impact? Yeah, back to my opening, right? Your Pittsburgh Pirates last year hit 59 home runs in 60 games. That was the 
second lowest in the majors. They also had a 641 OPS. That's on base plus slugging percentage. That's the the best encapsulated like catch-all stat, at least in my eyes, for offense. The Pirates were 641 OPS. That was dead last in the majors. Will it matter? Will they now be able to even the playing field because they weren't hitting home runs and now nobody will hit home runs and no, it really won't work like that either because the Pirates also had a 284 on base percentage in 2020 and that was dead last as well. So the offense is going to be what the offense is going to be. But it certainly minimizes the specific loss of Josh Bell, doesn't it? If any of us were still fantasizing that Bell could hit 37 home runs this coming season the way he did in 2019, well, A, no, because of this change. And that's not to suggest that Bell was hitting cheapies, but I'll bet if you go through all 37, you would have found at least a handful that would have been close calls. Colin Moran's probably going to be your top slugger on the team. And again, that would be okay if they could otherwise get on base. They didn't do that. And they didn't do that largely because Brian Reynolds, Kevin Newman, Adam Frazier, and really everybody else, almost everybody else, let them down so badly on offense. If those guys get their act together... Ah, I can't even go there. It was the worst offense in baseball, and it's not going to be markedly better, uh, or at least, you know, better enough to be significant. But hey, it was a nice thought while it lasted, right? When we come back, just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that encompasses this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Open for business, stop in and say hello, tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's Just One Question comes from Sam, who asks, The next time the Pirates host a playoff game, will it have a 2013 wildcard blackout night feel to it? Wow, that might be my favorite question since we've started this. That's really, really good because there's a lot of layers to it. And I'm sure that the reason you're asking is that that atmosphere in 2013 for anybody who was there was something that could really only be created by all of the misery that preceded it, by all of the doubt, by all of the skepticism, by that ballpark existing as long as it had 
for a dozen years without having hosted a single meaningful baseball game until that night. And then you add to that the love affair that the city had developed with Andrew McCutcheon, with Neil Walker, with a couple other guys on that roster, Russell Martin, A.J. Burnett. Um, this was a team that had, had really taken the city's heart, you know? And what came before it set the stage. It's why you heard, and I've watched the, the video, and Neil Walker and Starling Marte and Russell Martin and a lot of other guys. The city had fallen for the team, but the city had also been through so much when it comes to baseball. The stories that I heard that night that moved me the most were from relatives, uh, father and son, uh, father and grandfather, going together to the game just so that they could experience the Pirates play in a meaningful game, something that they didn't think they'd be able to do, these kinds of things. Uh, no, it won't be like that, Sam. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be. Unless you're talking about you know, another 20 years from now or something like that. Um, I don't think it's going to take that long. Part of your question, you know, would involve when will we see the next playoff game. I like what Ben Charrington's doing. I like adding elite talent. I talk about it here every day. I think that if you have a lot of elite talent or elite potential talent, you're eventually going to run into the right mix. So I don't think it's going to be some historic weight the way it was that night for the wild card. But I also think you're going to see Pittsburgh fans react a, a, a little less dramatically to the next playoff game that's played in Pittsburgh just because the 2013 game happened. Um, so did the 2013 series against the Cardinals. So did 2014, and so did 2015. And I think even by the time we got to 2015, as fatalistic as everybody was because of the one-and-done system and our ace against your ace, and our ace wasn't as good as their ace, it had become, I don't want to say normal. It wasn't ever normal to have the Pirates in the playoffs, but it, it certainly didn't feel like the ridiculous novelty that it did in 2013. So I think you're going to have a generation uh, of fans that if you're talking about a, what, a, a gap that's about a decade or less, if it takes Charrington two, three years to get the Pirates into the playoffs, and I think that would be a reasonable expectation on everyone's part, if it takes that long, you're talking about from 2015 to 2023 or 2024 you're talking about less than a decade uh, you're gonna have fans who will either have been at those previous playoff games or will have claimed to have been at those games and either way it's not gonna feel as supernatural as those games did great question good stuff love something like that send send it my way send it my way 
Uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll do this baseball thing again tomorrow. University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.